This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and Tom Petty on Rock 102. I'm not sure I'm reading this right, but uh, Believer today, it says sunny to partly cloudy, period. High of 81. Yeah, but but what's the percentage of rainfall? None. That's why I'm... Oh, wait a minute. Here it is. Tomorrow, the chance of a stray afternoon shower. Okay, so we're not going more than 24, 36 hours uh, without rain, it, well, it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't stand for it. It might be back tomorrow. So, but today sounds pretty nice. Speaking of nice, how'd you like to go to Farm Aid? That's coming back to uh, Hartford in September. We talked to somebody from Farm Aid yesterday. We'll have tickets to give away later on this morning. We'll also have tickets to see the Black Crows this weekend, Sunday at the Xfinity Theater in Hartford. That's coming up later on, and also we'll give you another keyword of the day for the summer stimulus, worth up to a thousand bucks if you're lucky. Don't they usually use scarecrows on farms? Uh, yeah, sure. So if you had the black crows at Farm Aid, maybe nobody else would show up. That's why they That's why they separate the shows. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does, if you think about it. It's a very perverse way. It's 536 of Baxton O'Brien to Rock 102. The Baxton O'Brien Podcast is brought to you by the Wealth Technology... Rock 102 Springfield's Classic <sighs> Rock. It's 550 at ACDC and Rock 102. Rather violent way to start the morning. No. Uh, That's an alarm uh, clock right there. That's yeah. what you have. I don't know about that. Uh, partly to most, or mostly to partly sunny today with a, a high of 81. And the word rain is not in the forecast until tomorrow. It is uh, 60 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trends with Steve Nagel of Rock 102. Uh, Jeff Bezos said he and Richard Branson are not playing a game of whose is bigger. You know, because the rocket sizes, if you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying. Mm -hmm. On yesterday, uh, CBS This Morning, Gail King asked him outright if they're just two billionaires playing a game of who's got the bigger you-know-what. And he replied, Gail, I promise you, it really isn't. It's not a competition. He also explained the actual point of it all. He says he's laying the groundwork for humanity to one day move all heavy industry and pollute and, and all polluting industry into space. Mm. Oh, you want to move polluting industry into space? Well, I got no problem, uh, you know, polluting, you know, a space that's like never ending. Um, yeah, you keep uh, leaving your trash around uh, the streets or in dumps around the area. It's going to get full. You're never going to fill up space. Uh, he said it'll take many decades. Yes. Many after they're dead. I, I don't understand why people are concerned about trying to do things that they know they're not going to live to see. Well, in order to get something started, you have to start at a certain point. I know, but uh, but pick something uh, realistic, something that you might be able to see before you go. It's, uh, Take your life expectancy, which, by the way, has dropped again to one of the lowest points ever, and then uh, figure out what you can do Hmm. in that time. But you realize that some of our greatest achievements are not things that were done in the course of someone's lifetime, but over the course of generations before we had the technology to make some of those things happen. Mm -hmm. You know, things like vaccines and stuff. Do you think think Thomas Edison uh, thought that there was going to be a light bulb in every house? No, he knew he'd be the only one in the neighborhood, and then he'd have live parties, loud parties, rather, 
and uh, his neighbors would complain. I mean, if you took that approach, you'd be saying like, uh, well, you know, why bother trying to uh, treat cancer mm-hmm. if all the people who are working on it have died already? Well, uh, because because um, there is an industry to do that. These are these are individuals who are talking about wanting to be the ones to do something. These are the two guys yeah, who, rel- who built the rockets, but who have also built the industry to make yeah, these things happen. I guess. Uh, last month, Vin Diesel seemed to be reigniting his feud with The Rock when he said he needed to use tough love to get a good performance out of him on the Fast and Furious movies. Vin Diesel giving acting lessons to, yeah. to The Rock? I'm not sure about that. Maybe uh, the other way around. And everybody's been waiting for The Rock to respond, and he finally did, and he didn't disappoint. He said that when he heard that Vin, uh, what Vin said, he said, I laughed, and I laughed hard. I think everyone had a hard laugh at that, and I think I'll just leave it at that. Does uh, Vin not smell what the Rock's got cooking? I don't think he does. He also said, uh, "I've I've I've wished them well. I wish them well on Fast Nine, and I wish them the best of luck in Fast and Furious Ten and Fast Eleven, and the rest of the Fast and Furious movies that they'll do without me." Oh, <laughs> oh yeah! Wow, snap! He's good. He he's he's really good with the comebacks. Oh yeah, he, unless he knows they've already killed him off in the next movie. He, yeah, that's true. Um, Dolly Parton posted a video of her in a Playboy bunny outfit for her husband's birthday. Uh, recent? Yeah. Where, wearing, uh, I didn't even know she was married. She's yeah, been she, married for almost 60 years. Oh. Now, she's, uh, you know, she's always got the, the heavy, the, she's always been top heavy. Yes, you know. yes. Bosomy. But, but. Bosomy? At the age. You think your grandmother's bosomy? She's bosomy. At the age of 75. The Playboy corset mm. is basically holding everything together, if you if you know what I mean. All right, but you know what? This should have been just a present from her to him. It should not have been shared uh, publicly. You know how you get like a like a big five pound bag of oranges? Yeah, and they're all like kind of just stuffed in that little net. Yeah, and uh, you know you're supposed to open the bag from the top, but if you accidentally cut that bot one of them bottom net pieces. All of the goods are going to fall out. Yeah, all the uh, all the oranges will be on the floor. That's what's going to happen to Dolly Parton once he uh, enjoys his birthday present, if you will. You don't think he's seen all of her worst parts already, including all of her pulp? Yeah, this is uh, and juice. Yeah, uh, pulp flies, baby. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, in here, you know, she's she'll be airbrushed. She'll be mm-hmm. you know manipulated. She'll look great in these pictures. She's going to sing her uh, 1982 hit, "Here You Come Again." You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, that's that's right. I don't that's think right. you do. On the uh, Tonight Show, the Jonas Brothers jokingly challenged the Hemsworth to an MMA fight. Uh, Joe said, quote, they haven't emailed us back yet, but it's going to be big. Oh, those Jonas Brothers. They're so funny. They were practical jokers. They are practical jokers. Kate Beckinsale has never been on an actual date. She said, quote, I literally meet someone, get to know them at work, and then either marry them or get pregnant by them. Wow. Moves quickly. How many uh, times has she been pregnant? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. She has Michael Sheen. She was uh, with him for about eight years and has a daughter with him. They met while doing a play. She also uh, was married to her underworld director, Len Wiseman, for 15 years. He's uh, only got one kid. Uh, but uh. Still. So, in other words, she's talking about having gotten a bunch of abortions? 
I don't know I, about that. Almost like what she said. Every time I'm with a guy, I get, I stay around and get pregnant, mm-hmm. and she's only got one child. Yeah, I guess she did say the quiet part out loud. Didn't yeah, she? yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, director of the original Space Jam thinks the sequel sucks. He says LeBron James is no Michael Jordan. The soundtrack is terrible, and Bugs Bunny looks awful. Yeah, well, Bugs has let himself go. I, I would imagine that's probably true. Well, what is he, 80 years old by now? I know. He never really seemed... I suppose he wasn't as sedentary as, say, uh, uh, Sylvester or... Um, well, I don't know. I mean, Sylvester was chasing after that bird the entire time. I mean, yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he kept quite active. But I, I could see where Bugs is, is probably not up to speed anymore. I think Warner Brothers has to do this every once in a while to remind people what Looney Tunes were. Because... You know, you you go ge- a whole generation, and you lose the sight of the fact that these cartoons existed. Yeah, and you have to, and if you want to keep making money off it and branding it, you gotta, you know. Never mind the generation like- that was stuck with the what were those uh, <laughs> like next generation Looney Tune characters? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the baby one, yeah, the baby, yeah. Uh, Please, come on, Tiny Tunes. That's what it yeah, was. That's Tiny what Tunes it was. It was worst Looney Tunes ever. Yeah. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Local pub food. Mosey on down to the Whiskey Barrel in South Hadley. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As most of you know, tomorrow night is the opening ceremonies for the Olympic Games in Tokyo, Japan. Now, I don't know if you were aware of this. But there is an international health crisis that's been plaguing the world for the last year and a half. And since these games were uh, supposed to be played last summer before being postponed, and since these games are being held in the middle of Japan's fourth national state of emergency, in the middle of a country with less than 10% vaccination rates, and being organized by a tone-deaf committee that's facing more than $4 billion in financial losses, despite the accusations of bribery to get the games into Japan in the first place, you almost have to wonder, what else could possibly go wrong? Well, folks, look no further, because yesterday the Tokyo Olympic Committee fired the director of uh, tomorrow night's opening ceremonies for comments he made about Nazi atrocities during a comedy show that he performed in back in 1998. Yesterday, Kentaro Kobayashi was shown the door after he allegedly used a comedy platform to ridicule an historically grotesque genocidal tragedy. Now, you might say, but Baxi, you're telling me he was fired for comments he made in 1998? That was 23 years ago. Yes, it was. And while it seems curious that it took 23 years for these comments to suddenly bite this guy on the ass, jokes about the Holocaust weren't very funny back then either. In fact, they were profoundly unfunny back in 1998. And that might have something to do with the fact that Kentaro Kobayashi is no longer in comedy and has instead transitioned into organizing the opening ceremonies for the Olympics in the middle of a deadly pandemic. Now, either this guy is the most perverse and psychologically twisted comedian in history, or somebody in the Olympic Organizing Committee isn't doing a very good job sifting through all those resumes. Listen, I don't think anyone can condone his choice of comedy material. On the other hand, I'm not sure I'd want to be held responsible for things that I said 23 years ago. Nevertheless, it's just one more layer of garbage of this enormous crap sandwich known as the Tokyo Olympic Games, and I just can't wait to see what happens next. 
Hot Hey and Vermont Yappin Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What kind of mess have you made now? You need yourself a Craftsman Wet Dry Vac, don't you? Only 24 bucks right now at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. The July sales flyer is on the Rocky's website and it's loaded with bargains like the $24 Craftsman Wet Dry Vac available right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 in Aerosmith on Rock 102. Sunny early and then partly cloudy later today, but no rain in the forecast for the day and a high of 81. Um, if you're in East Longmeadow and your commute takes you down Pease Road, uh, someone hit a hydrant overnight. So Pease Road from Lee to Prospect Street is closed. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. It's practically gonna, the whole damn thing. It, it pretty much is. Uh, we have Farm Aid tickets to give away uh, later on this morning. Farm Aid is coming back to Hartford, the Xfinity Theater, on September 25th. Those tickets go on sale tomorrow at LiveNation.com. We'll also have tickets to see the Black Crows. They'll be at the Xfinity Theater on Sunday, this weekend, and we'll give away tickets to that show, too. You know, I, I like to think, even though as I age, I realize I'm not as uh, up on things as I used to be, particularly sports-wise. And there's something I missed, I'll tell you about in a minute, but um, what I didn't miss the other day is, is something that I think is just hysterical because it plays so much into stereotype. And if you saw this or not, uh, Poland was forced uh, in the Olympics to send six swimmers from the Polish Olympic swim team home because they counted wrong. Apparently, they're uh, chalking this up as an administrative error. Uh huh. But you know, counting, yeah. uh, you know, is almost. I, it, this is going to be hard to imagine. Almost an international language unto itself. I mean, yeah. numbers are. We may uh, pronounce the numbers differently, but by and large, it's the same numerical system for all of us. And when of all countries. But to get the number of athletes wrong, it happens to be Poland. They're supposed to send 17 swimmers. They sent 23. So six of them who all have trained for years to be in these Olympics uh, had to be sent home. Yeah, but, you know, uh, let's uh, – I mean, yes, I suppose that would feed into it. what I – think it'd be an unfair stereotype but let's mm -hmm. you know let's talk about all the many things that the country of poland has given us i mean uh, festivals uh, literature art uh, music cuisine oh my gosh i could eat a whole plate of pierogi and kielbasa uh, right now in fact yeah. but, but uh this is an unfortunate thing that could have happened to any sure it could country. have it could have Just but it happened. happened to poland i understand who that, i don't know if you heard but their winter olympic hockey team lost uh, five players back in april because the pond melted all right you know what <laughs> that is a culturally insensitive <laughs> perspective and I, uh, I will not sit here and have you drag us into the muck i actually made that up I just made that up. Oh, you're um, oh, you're like a comedy yeah, writer. Yeah, oh, there. you'd almost think so. Yeah, you'd like, almost think so. You're you're like Maury Amsterdam, yeah. the Dick Van Dyke show. Sure, but what I what I guess I haven't been paying attention to is so I uh I I didn't really realize that the Washington Redskins had changed their nickname uh, to the Washington Football Team until the season they started it actually began. I didn't remember reading anything in the off-season about it. Um, I knew about the Las Vegas Knights before they came along. Right. 
But I didn't know until this morning about the Seattle Kraken, uh, an NHL expansion team. The Seattle, Seattle, the city of Seattle has not had a professional hockey team in many, many years from what I've been researching this morning on, on, uh, online. And yet for all the researching I've been doing, and I have been doing a bit because I went, what? The Seattle Kraken? Well, first of all, what the hell is a Kraken? You don't know what a Kraken is? No, and of all the research I've done this morning, I have not seen a single explanation well, of a- what a Kraken It's K-R-A... K-E-N. It's a uh, legendary Scandinavian sea monster, a gigantic cephalopod like uh, like beast. You're obviously reading that from somewhere. No, everyone knows that. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. I, uh... I happen to be a very big fan uh, of cephalopod history, mm-hmm. and I, I know yeah. my sea-bearing creatures better than the average dude. Yeah, that, including that book you wrote, The uh, Great Sea-Bearing Creatures. That's right. Along uh, with the uh, greatest shipwrecks. I believe it no, my my follow up I'm working on now called Jimmy Kraken Corn and I don't care. Yeah, right. Yeah, what what is a kraken? K R A K E N. It's exactly that. It's a it's a legendary sea monster. And that's seriously. That's why they're calling it the Kraken. Then there's also a uh, like a like a like a Bitcoin type of uh, cryptocurrency called the Kraken. Oh, well then is I'm that far too? more expe- I would far more believe a place like Seattle would be named after a cryptocurrency. Yeah. Now that this was a, they announced the name a few months ago. They never even announced. I never heard them say there was going to be a team in Seattle. Oh no, they've been working on that. They've been they've been trying to work on fortifying professional sports in Seattle since the uh, the Seattle Sonics left. Hmm. And uh, went on to become something else. Well, the Seahawks are pretty good. The Seahawks are pretty good, and the Mariners are not that great. But you know, but still, you know, they would like to have uh, hockey and basketball to reflect what a uh, major league city Seattle is. Well, maybe you should start by having uh, team nicknames that people would recognize. Well, you know, when the uh, Toronto Raptors uh, were an expansion team, people thought the Raptors. Why are you calling yourself? They only call themselves that because of Jurassic Park. Same thing with the Mighty Ducks. They only call themselves the Mighty Ducks because of a Disney film. Yeah, you, know, well. you you take the nickname uh, that just seems like uh, like the hottest thing, and that's what those teams have done. Well, but I mean, were there Raptors in Toronto back in prehistoric days? I don't really know uh, what indigenous species uh, there were as far as dinosaurs go. Like I told you, I'm more into cephalopod sea creatures mm. than I am about dinosaurs. I mean, I'm sure South Car- uh, South um, Southern California has a lot of ducks, but do they in fact have mighty ones? Well, I wouldn't know a, a regular duck from a, a from a steroid using duck. I again, mm. they're not sea uh, bearing Scandinavian cephalopods. Yeah. Well, the uh, Seattle Kraken apparently will yeah. be playing. Uh, That's a real thing. And yesterday, this coming season, yesterday was their expansion draft, so they were able to pick players from around the uh, NHL, mm. and uh, you know they got a Bruins player or two, and and uh, and now they're. Off and ready to go. Yeah, I guess. Uh, they may not have the same success that uh, Las Vegas did, but they're on you their way. Know. You, you never you know. Nev- you never know. Nobody Wait. expected uh, Las Vegas to do what they did in their first year. No, they no, they did not. So anyway, well... Uh, but I'm surprised you didn't know these stories because, you know, first of all, I mean, you, you do... 
like sports headlines at the top of every hour. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, those, you know, like when it comes to like the Washington football team, you know, that was a pretty big story because there had been so much history about the Redskins nickname and how culturally insensitive it was. Yeah. That, well, was a, that was a big story. There is also the possibility that I did know these things and forgot them because that certainly happens an awful lot too lately. Oh, you're not so. tracking these stories? You're not uh, putting them in like a, some sort of ledger? Or well, I, again, some sort of list? I might have actually done the story and just don't remember. Um, you know, I'm, I'm the person who doesn't remember uh, that I saw certain movies or didn't see certain movies. Well, let's, let's uh, from this point forward, let's keep in mind that a Kraken is typically 40 to 50 feet in length and yeah. has historically been allegedly seen off yeah. the coasts of Norway and Greenland. I don't think so. I think uh, considering Seattle having its place in, uh, you know, with Microsoft and, and technology and that, I, I think it probably is the cryptocurrency. I don't think it has anything to do with the cryptocurrency. I think it has everything to do with a legendary uh, Scandinavian No, no. Uh, no matter how many times you try monster. and say it, uh, no, <clears throat> I don't think so. Well, I think it is, and that's, uh, that's that. And what's the uh, mascot? Uh, Cracky, uh, Cracky the uh, the Kraken, Cracky the Crack addict. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I don't know be, if it would be like what him. You know, I just, interesting. Like you know, some teams have like uh, that that foam thing yeah. they put in their heads. Like right. you know, the Packers got the wedge sure. cheese. Yeah, the you know, Seattle. You just get a crack rock, a, a foam a, crack rock, like a big uh, crack pipe. Yeah, uh, uh, foam on your head. Yeah, I like yeah. that. There idea. you go. It's six twenty-one with Bax and O'Brien to Rock One Hundred Two. Hi, folks. Adam Quinville here. Think you need a new roof? It's six twenty-five with Bax and uh, Rock One Hundred Two. You know, uh, my timing just could not be worse in so many different ways. I, I just decided this past weekend that for the remainder of this summer, my diet will consist of only the fish I catch in the Connecticut River. I don't see you as uh, a fisherman type. Well, it seems as though I'm going to become that. Uh, and now, when I make this decision, I find out i got to be very careful about it. Um, Mass Live has an article today that includes an entire list of freshwater fish that you should not eat. And then they break it down by waterways. Yeah, they, they say that... In Massachusetts, really the only safe fish to eat are the ones that are stocked, that are raised in hatcheries Mm -hmm. and released in lakes, rivers, ponds, and streams. But, for instance, uh, let's see, I'm I'm looking at the list. I'm trying to find one of the the closest ones around here, uh, which I had seen earlier this morning. And, uh, for instance, quabbin, you know? Okay. All species should be consumed with caution. Um, is this because uh, of overfishing or is this because of uh, like, you know, mercury, mercury or, like that? or other chemicals in some places? But what is simply saying should be consumed with caution? I'm supposed to watch every bite I eat. Am I supposed to uh, give it to my dog first and see if he if she has a, a bad hmm. reaction? I'm looking at the same list, uh, the Connecticut River from Northfield all the way down to you rusty scuppers in Longmeadow. Uh, Don't consume the channel catfish, the white catfish, the American eel, and the yellow perch because of a high level of PCBs. Don't eat the white catfish. I'm more concerned about the American eel. I didn't realize we had eel. Oh, yeah, sure. In the river. Yeah. 
but I just, yeah, I'm looking at that now too. The uh, oh boy, the yellow perch. Something <laughs> tells me that the only real uh, safe fish to eat are the stuff that comes all breaded in a cardboard box. Yeah, I don't see a Mrs. Paul listed on any of these bodies no, of water. The, the Gordon fisherman apparently yeah. does not fish on the Connecticut River or at the, or at the Quabbin. But uh, you shouldn't be. How do you know what a stocked fish is? Are they marked? Uh, well, I mean, you, if you know what you're doing, I, I assume you could probably identify fish that are farmed and then released into the water. Hmm. You would probably know that going in. Uh, or, you know, they, I mean, they have, you know, they have uh, fish farms out there where it's not like a natural habitat. But they have fish stores. Yeah, they have that too. That's probably the safest way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. I was kind of weighing whether I wanted to spend the rest of the summer knee high in the Connecticut River or just an hour a day at Shermerhorns. I would consider wearing like hip boots at uh, at Shermerhorns, you know, the mm. big rubber things. Yeah, that kind of unnecessary unless they get a lot of rain. Or like a hat with a bunch of hooks around it. I think I would look pretty good as I'm there for the extra tartar sauce. Eat fish with caution. Let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. A bear walks into a bar in Billings, Montana. Yes. And takes a seat. And he bangs on the paw on the bar with his paw to demand a beer. And the bartender approaches and he says, uh, we, we don't serve beer beer to bears at bars and billings and the bear getting angry demands again that he be served a beer and the bartender again tells him this time more forcefully i'm telling you we don't serve beer to belligerent bears and bars and billings the bear is very angry now and he says if you don't serve me a beer i'm gonna eat that lady sitting at the end of the bar He's going to eat a lady? He's going to eat that lady at the end of the bar. And the bartender says, I'm going to tell you again, we don't serve beer to belligerent bully bears in bars and billings. And the bear comes to the end of the bar. And as promised, he eats the woman, goes back to his seat and again demands a beer. And the bartender says, listen, I don't know how to tell you this again, but uh, we don't serve beer to belligerent bully bears in bars and billings who are on drugs. And the bear goes, what are you talking about? I'm not on drugs. And the bartender says, oh, you are now. That was habituate. That was a, a barbituate. Bar yeah. That was <laughs> a barbituate. Yes. Booyah. with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Adam Quinneville. Roofing, roofing, siding, roof, shampoo, and more. Log on to 1-800-NEW-ROOF. Dot net today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. I'll have to uh, kind of update this story myself since 22 can't do it. Crews are working to extinguish a tractor trailer fire on the Mass Pike near Exit 63 in Palmer late Wednesday night. Actually, uh, uh, they did do it earlier and they said the, the, the Mass Pike is now open. How come they don't update the story on the website then? Well, I mean, who really goes to the internet for updates? Uh, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> I guess you got me. Palmer fire officials said the tractor trailer uh, fire uh, was in the eastbound lanes just outside of 60, exit 63. No road closures were announced as of 11.45 p.m. But as you said, 
They've already updated the story, yep. and the fire was put out, I'm sure, shortly after that. And the road is reopened, which was never actually closed. And why am I even doing this story? I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's others. There's better ones. The uh, search for a suspect is underway in Ashfield after a vehicle allegedly failed to stop for police before crashing Wednesday afternoon. According to state police, one man was arrested on Route 9 in Goshen around 6 p.m. after the vehicle crashed, and another suspect is believed to be at large. Near the crash site, uh, state police, air wing, and canine units were called to assist, but air wing members had to clear due to the weather, weather conditions. The special emergency response team was called in to help with the search, but no updates as of yet. That wasn't what I meant by one of the better stories. No, it's not a good story at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I usually do my logo. You want me to just jump right into the whole Chicopee thing? Yeah, so oh, yeah. Crit- sure, crit- what the hell? Critics on Wednesday... Uh, uh, is it lamb-basted or lamb-basted? Lamb-basted. Actually, I've heard it both ways. It could be either I mean, way, I've basted heard, or basted. Did you ever have a basted. basted lamb? I, love I have, and it's lamb. delicious. Uh, anyway, critics on Wednesday lambasted the mayor's decision to rehire former police officer Michael Wilk, uh, citing racially charged social media comments the officer made in the past. 53-year-old Wilk was sworn in Tuesday as a special police officer, a part-time job in which he could be called to work traffic details and other outside jobs. He retired from the department a year ago after coming under public scrutiny for several controversial posts on his social media accounts about the Black Lives Matter movement. Mayor John View defended his decision to hire Wilk as a special officer. He said critics are acting like Wilk is returning to his job as public information officer where he served as the spokesman for about six years. But that is not the case, View said. Wilk will be working as a part-time officer directing traffic to make up for an officer shortage. So you got this uh, busybody school committee member, James Tanhauser Jr., who, uh, from his photo, I, I wouldn't, uh, I don't even think I would guess his age uh, in in Mass Live. He seemingly is stepping out in front of uh, the people who oppose the idea of hiring Mike Wilk, and. The irony is that Mr. Tannhauser Jr. Uh, himself has had social media comment controversy in his past. In January, Tannhauser Jr. came under fire for a social media post where he said the rioters who stormed the U.S. Capitol should be put in the ground. And then he said yesterday, when you know this was pointed out to him with the irony of his concern about Wilk, he said he should not be equated to Wilk because the rioters' actions were a crime against the federal government. So because they were committing a crime, and I agree there were people committing crimes in the storming of the Capitol, but you're suggesting that they should be put in the ground? In other words, killed? Without benefit of trial, charges, or anything like that? I don't really think you're the one, Mr. Tannhauser Jr., who should be having a problem with Mike Wilk. Unless somebody asked him for his opinion on this. Mm. And then, then he gives an answer. Now well, I, I, We have reached out to Mr. Tannhauser Jr., and perhaps he'll tell us that. But uh, I, I, don't, I don't think so. This seems like the kind of guy who just steps up and goes, you know what? I have a problem with the community's leadership. 
if this is what we're going to allow to have happen, well, well they, you're part of the leadership. Just so, uh, uh, you know, obviously, like you said, he's not going to be the public information officer. Right. But when they say, like, a special off, is he just going to be doing, like, regular cop duties? Or? Details only. That's Details only. That's it. The, the so departments, really- unfortunately, don't have enough officers. A lot of construction going on. A lot of these projects that didn't happen because of the pandemic. They're running out of police officers to do details. So many cities and towns have said, we'll allow our retired officers to come back for this purpose and this mm. purpose only. So that's all he's going to do. Well, then maybe somebody else needs to pick up the uh, the torch. Which torch? Oh, to, to protest against yeah. it rather yeah. than Mr. Tannhauser Jr.? Maybe they need someone who's never done, uh, done or said anything stupid in their lives. I, I don't have a problem with Will going back to as a detail officer, but somebody, he's not allowed to use his Facebook page during duty time. Like, he can't use that while he's directing traffic. <laughs> you just well, said duty time. He shouldn't be on the internet while he's directing traffic. He I shouldn't be on the phone uh, while listen, he's directing traffic. Uh, whether you're a school committee member or you're a police officer, you shouldn't be on social media voicing your opinions anyway. Yeah, I don't understand why people don't get that. And there's something going on in Chicopee because between Wilk and Lucian Galecki and all these other people who decide, and, and this guy Tanhauser, Junior, Junior, get off, stop. Yeah, stop well, doing. That. I don't understand why anybody has to do that. They had it again uh, two weeks ago in Springfield. Uh, another cop who did it, um, who immediately retired. I mean, you know, this was a guy who already had 30-something years on the job anyway. Right. So rather than take discipline or an investigation, he just simply put in his papers. Yeah. See, social media is great for a lot of different things, but it's also really destructive if you're not using your head. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's keep our opinions to ourselves. Let's instead just put up uh, hilarious memes and pictures of rockets that look like penises. I mean, voicing opinions is fine, but if your if your job is to be the one to not get involved in the in a side where you're supposed to be this bipartisan person going here, this is just the information of the crime that happened. I'm not putting anything else out there. That's the way it should be. I don't understand why everybody has to add their two cents in of uh, what they think about things. You know, what I think I just discovered. This down arrow button on the computer actually allows you to see more of the story. Oh, my God. I is swear this, to is you. This your first day on a computer? I swear to you, when I read this story earlier this morning, I stopped at a picture of Bishop Talbert Swan. It appeared to be the bottom of the article. But it's the- not. The, the Bishop Swan then comes in. <laughs> yeah, I know. I never, I didn't for see all the times the that you complained that like you know Mass Live doesn't report enough, all <laughs> yeah. you had to do was press a down, down button. The down button. The oh, down for button. Crying out loud! I thought it was just pointing at something on the top of my counter. Maybe so, that's something else you shouldn't let people know. <laughs> so, so Bishop yeah. Swan is saying, you know, it was only a year ago, Mayor View. That you said racism has no place in our city, no place at all. And here you are a year later hiring Wilk back. And then uh, let me go down a little farther and see if there's all oh, there is more. Well, I mean, the bishop <laughs> God, does have the are. bishop does have a point. If you're going if you're gonna come out and say that that racism has no place in the department, and you and you 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 work out a deal where this guy retires to go away, so you don't have to worry about it. 
to rehire him is kind of contradicting yourself. You know, listen, it, it's it. You're right, and, and in a way, when you know Springfield rehired a bunch of those officers that uh, wound up getting up in a jam at uh, at Nathan Bills, you know, there were a lot of people saying, "Hey, wait a minute, you know, if you're going to bring guys back, don't bring those guys back, or you know, let's be careful of which guys we're choosing." Uh, to resume their positions, and I, you know, I, I understand that they're short-staffed and they need and they need people, but there are certain people that have distinguished themselves to have made colossal mistakes, and I'm not just pointing out Mike Wilker or, or those guys uh, at Nathan Bills. It could be anybody, you know. If you, depending on what you did to lose your job the first time around, as desperate as you are to put bodies in those positions. Are those the guys that really deserve those positions back? No. That's a question that I think every city and town is asking themselves right now. I just discovered the uh, the left and right buttons really do nothing. Oh, my God. So I don't, that, it's not surprising then that I would not have known what the down button No, actually, it's very surprising well, I mean, I, I that you would uh, know that. subjective. Uh, Norfolk police have arrested a man they said broke into a horse stable last week and had sex with a horse in an incident that was caught on security camera. Is that <sighs> wrong? That man was trying to have sex with me! He wasn't trying. He, uh, apparently was successful because the article points out that yeah, I'm, DNA I'm, samples have been taken. <laughs> <laughs> Police arrested the 19-year-old Austin man on Tuesday after an investigation. According to Detective Samuel Webb, they charged the man with sexual contact with an animal, cruelty to an animal, and breaking and entering during the nighttime to commit a felony. Uh, authorities allege that the man entered the stables at Turner Hill Equestrian on Miller Street around 4.30 a.m. on Thursday. He's seen on video uh, luring the horse from its stall with grain. Where are you getting that? This is from Metro West. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, just yeah. hit the down uh, button, John. No, 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 because I did read the entire story on Mass Live, and all it says is that basically the owner of the stables, she obviously has a ring camera in the barn, and she gets an she gets a, a notification at four thirty in the morning. She looks on the camera and she sees the guy. Uh, Doing this, I didn't see anything about okay. him luring him. So that's a completely different story hmm. because. The original story I read was that the, the the stable's owner wasn't looking at the camera. It was the owner of one of the horses. I think it was the very horse that was on oh, the camera. Okay. And then she was up early and decided to go look in on the video because I guess the people who own or rent the stable can look in on the cameras. Yeah, that's not that's not what yeah. this is saying in Mass Live. They're saying the owner of the stables got the security alert and then saw the man uh, with the horse. You know, my and my point for wanting to even have you do this story, I, you know, you 19 years old, you you're just getting started in life. Uh, you know, you trying to decide whether you're going to go to college, maybe uh, get a girlfriend, settle down, have a child. What is what, that Cat Stevens about? song I'm basically <laughs> quoting from right now? I don't what, even know. I was trying to get a girlfriend. I thought I was having sex with Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and, you know, and the horse's only statement was... So, he's... He, this poor he, guy, though. I mean, he's, he's basically... He's destroyed. He's 19 years old. He's uh, seen on video camera luring the horse from its stall with grain. He then stood on a stool and had sex with the animal while it ate. He stood on a pile of horse poop? 
on a st- on a stool, on a, not uh, on stool. Oh. Turner uh, Hill's owner Hillary Hillary Swar said the horse was uninjured. She said the man had uh, unplugged numerous cameras, but missed the one that he was recorded oh, on. The horse was uninjured. Probably was like, that's all you got. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, look at the little teeny weeny. Swar said employees. Let me show you something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Swar, you try being the bottom. <laughs> Uh, Swar said an employee was alerted remotely about an alarm going off when a stall door opened and saw the video feed live, but no one could get to the stables before the man fled. At the man's Rentham District Court arraignment on Tuesday, he was ordered held without bail pending a hearing on Friday to determine whether he is a danger to the public. I don't know about the public. Public, no. But but, uh, livestock, yes. I got cows. I got pigs. (laughs) I got all livestock. I just, uh, it's, a, it's a shame, young man like that now. Well, hey, uh, you know, when the mood strikes. Yeah. yeah. DNA samples were collected and are being processed by investigators. You know, we, we all make mistakes when we're 19. We all do stupid things at 19. 19 is a good age to make mistakes. But there are some things that are so egregious that they will follow you for the rest of your life. On the other hand, you know, what if they test this DNA and they find out this is actually like the DNA of six different guys. Yeah, this wasn't his. <laughs> this is a slut horse. It's a gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's what I mean. At least he's not saying the horse led me on. It, right. Yeah, right, that was right. total consensual. The horseshoe cocky. Yeah. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> I was about to write a note that included that word, kind of, but you made it even better with the horseshoe (sighs) portion of it. Yeah, look at this steed. (laughs) (laughs) Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 81. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 79. It is 58 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. If you vape or considering it as an alternative, get to... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 656 and ZZ Top on Rock 102. Again, a uh, cone zone alert. Uh, P Street here in East Longmeadow uh, is closed from Lee Street to Prospect Street because someone hit a, a, a hydrant last night. Hey, at 10.20 p.m. It's too bad it wasn't a minute later. Been 102.1. Yeah, boy, that would have made it all so much better. Well, I mean, it's East Longmeadow. That's where we are, and... It, Hit a hit a hydrant at one oh two one p.m. That would have been uh, pretty wild. Speaking of Islamado, I, I I read in the reminder that there's going to be a there's a, a plan for a brewery with like outdoor seating and everything in uh, in Islamado by well, on uh, what is that Baldwin Street, which is Baldwin, by, which is by uh, the Dunkin' Donuts near like uh, like the uh, the Knights of Columbus. I am completely drawing a blank. You know where the Dunkin' Donuts is, right? Okay, well, that street, like right mm-hmm. beyond it, if you're heading towards Longmeadow, is Baldwin. And so apparently by sometime next month, they will be... Next month? Apparently, that's uh, according to a story in The Reminder, which came out to, like uh, yesterday. Next month? Wow. Sometime in August. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they can turn things around pretty quick. It's been uh, apparently in the works for a while now. So that's kind of cool. I, yeah, I've read that that's like one of those things that's kind of an indicator of when, you know, economies start to return, you know, you know, uh, craft brewers, brew pubs, new bars, when those mm-hmm. things start to reopen, it's a pretty good sign 
that things are turning around. And I hope uh, I hope that's the case because yeah. I think it's a, a good thing for the town to have. Yeah, I got the wrong one. I just went to West Springfield for some reason. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you'd think it would have been something you'd have heard about. I mean, a restaurant being built, a, a liquor license being uh, awarded right. or, or assigned. Uh, well, you're hearing about it right now. Baldwin Street. Huh. I yeah, like that. I'll tell you. It's only seven-tenths of a mile from here. You, we could almost walk. I mean, I would never. Well, I would never actually do that. But no, we you could, could walk back. <laughs> <laughs> we we could walk wherever we stranded our car. Yeah, I mean, we could always. Yeah. That could always happen. Oh, that's right. It's right, probably right by the uh, the the dog shop that we just. Uh, oh, that's a different one. Yeah, the, boy, oh boy, look at that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. See, so there you go. So things are starting to really turn around for this uh, this uh, this place. See what you have, see what you get when you say no to dildos. <laughs> you get you get something else that everyone yeah, here exactly. in town uh, would love to be a part of. You get more liquor. It's just about six fifty nine. Uh, six fifty nine at Rock one hundred two. Hey, Banks, let's talk about two. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember the Dallas Cowboys used to be called America's team because people in Dallas were under the false impression that intelligent people outside the state of Texas gave a rat's ass about them? Well, I'm delighted to tell you, it's been 25 years since the Dallas Cowboys were Super Bowl contenders. Why? Because despite this horse crap about being America's team, there was always something that was, or somebody, that was better. Like in 2018, when they lost the division playoffs against the Rams. Or 2016, when they lost the divisional playoffs against Green Bay. Or 2014, when the Packers beat them then too. Oh, I could go on. And yet, what is the one consistent thing that the Dallas Cowboys have had during the last 25 years, other than getting bounced out of their last 10 postseason appearances. Perhaps it might be their buffoon of an owner, Jerry Jones. Yesterday, during an hour-long news conference, Jerry Jones announced that it is his desire to get the Dallas Cowboys back into the upcoming Super Bowl. In fact, his desire to get to the Super Bowl is so great that he emphatically stated, quote, I'd do anything known to man to get to a Super Bowl. That's a fact. Really? You'd do anything? Because anything covers an awful lot of ground. And off the top of my head, I can think of at least 25 things I'd like to see you do to yourself before anybody puts a Lombardi trophy back in your greasy little hands. And every single one of them is more disgusting than the next. Remember, this is the same guy who nine years ago was quoted as saying, quote, I've been here when it was the glory hole days. I want me some glory hole. Dude, believe you me, a truck stop glory hole doesn't even make my top 25 because I would have this guy doing stuff to be 100 times worse than anything like that. Listen, if Jerry Jones is really that desperate for another Super Bowl championship, he wouldn't have hired Mike McCarthy so he could finish with a 6-10 and 10 record. But if you're willing to go through an obstacle course of humiliating and possibly dangerous physical and psychological challenges just to get another Super Bowl ring, then I strongly suggest giving me a few hours to jot things down because I don't want to forget anything on my list. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. How long have you been going to Rockies? Probably not all the 95 years they've been around since they opened in 1926 in the first store in Springfield. But for 95 years, they can always count on one thing: good people and rock solid service. Even now, at every Rockies Ace Hardware, I'm back. That's my view from the couch. 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.15 and the Red Hot Chili Peppers on Rock 102. You know, uh, I told you I've been to uh, MGM since uh, the pandemic uh, has gotten over the worst portions of it. And and I got to be honest, I'm concerned for the future. And I haven't been to Encore yet, and I don't have any real desire to go to Plainfield because I, I just don't want to. But um, the changes that have been made because of the pandemic and because of the economic situation um, worry me sometimes when you see what's happening in those casinos and you wonder how much is going to be returned to pre-pandemic type situations. Uh, I was just reading this a little while ago because this leads into what I want to discuss in particular. Massachusetts Casino is among the latest in the nation to reopen. Uh, it wasn't until March 21 that blackjack tables expanded back uh, to four seats and craps tables were reintroduced at all. When they originally permitted to spread poker games, they decided not to, largely because they would only be allowed to have a maximum of four players per table. And that is not profitable, nor is it particularly appealing to players. But now all the limitations have been moved, and yet neither MGM nor Encore has or plans to reopen their poker rooms. Uh, They are saying that they're not nearly as profitable as slots, video poker, or other table games. And since we are on the verge of this sports betting thing, obviously the casinos are going to be the first places that sports books are going to go, and they'll probably use that space to put in a sports book. But people, I mean, you remember the poker craze of a few years ago, right? It was all over TV. You had, uh, you had poker on television, people watching poker matches, people want to play poker and people have been complaining. And what's kind of weird. I saw this on 22 last night in an editorial in the Lowell sun. They suggest that staffing could also be an issue as well. Skilled poker dealers have probably found other jobs after they were laid off. But a member of the of the gaming commission says, I would be very curious to see clearly if the public is asking for it and that is something that was initially promised as an option, I think that's worth inquiring. You if mean the, initially uh, when they went and got their license? If a gaming commission member doesn't know whether or not the casinos are obligated to have poker, you probably shouldn't be on the gaming commission. The the chairwoman of the Gaming Commission has asked the legal department to weigh in. We should probably pursue a few questions down the road. You don't know whether the legislation that was written to allow casino gambling required the casinos to have poker rooms? Is she new on the uh, the Gaming Commission? She's the chairwoman. So even if she's new, she should know. She should know at least what the legislation says. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't. It, it's there's a lot of questions I don't think can be really answered. It's hard to tell whether, you know, whether or or not, you know, poker being there is indicative of the economy or the health of, of uh, of the casinos. Mostly because you're just coming out of a pandemic. You do have a staffing shortage, not just in casinos, but in all kinds of uh, of businesses right now. 
restaurants, service industry, even you know your regular manu- manufacturing jobs are having a hard time filling positions. I mean, it, 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 these are just kind of weird times. I mean, they, they, I think there's a lot of different things at play, the least of which is the fact that I think there's a lot of people still very concerned about whether they have the you know, the money to go out and gamble and lose. I mean, I think mm. there's a lot of people that are just, you know, they're, you know, they, they're not yet there. I mean, their consumer confidence is starting to build. You're starting to see things turn around. People are going out. But as far as, you know, casino type of uh, entertainment, I don't know if people are 100% ready. Yet. Well. Again, there's so many things you can't answer because we've never been in this kind of position before But we're not the only ones uh, my understanding is i don't know this for certain but my understanding is the poker rooms in mohegan and foxwoods have reopened um, but have they opened to 100 percent? it doesn't matter the question is are uh, first of all again does the gaming commission not know whether or not it's mandatory for these casinos to offer gaming uh poking Poker rooms. <laughs> There's no more gaming at the, at the casinos. You can poke whoever you want. This is this is about the law. I mean, obviously, between marijuana and gambling, they were over-scrutinized and commissions were created to regulate the businesses. And if the commission is saying, we're not sure whether or not the casinos are compelled to run or open poker rooms... You're not doing well, your job. You also, we also don't have the uh, the legislation in front of us, and so and so there could be some ambiguities in the way it's worded, where they say you know gaming, but then you know parenthetically may list what games they may be talking about with no real legal obligation to provide all of it. And what maybe uh, this commissioner is looking for is some sort of clarification as to you know what are they obligated to do <laughs> well, and that may have nothing to do with whether or not she knows the law or not she may know the law but there may be some ambiguities in the law that sometimes have to be addressed through the courts well and then if it is let's say let's say it is in the uh, gaming legislation that they do have to run um i don't know then what they say Okay, you can go and play video poker all night long at MGM as long as you're willing to sit down at a machine. But an actual poker table, poker room with poker dealers and poker players is a different form of the game. So it's not like you can't find poker. You just can't play it at a table with a dealer and other players. If that is allowed... And the casinos say, well, you know, between staffing and profitability of the game and possibility of needing more room for sports books, we're not going to bother to open it. I wonder how much they're going to be hurting themselves because people do want to play poker. Yeah, but I think they kind of look at this as, you know, how many people are, you know, will there be enough business through sports gaming to replace, you know, anything? I mean, you know, would they... Would they make enough out of sports gaming to maybe lose a table here, a table there, a couple of machines? Maybe the answer is yes. Maybe they feel like there's enough at stake with sports gaming in Massachusetts that could they, you know, that maybe they could sacrifice another part of their of their operation. I don't know. I mean, I mean it, I, it's I, not poker is generally, and both MGM and Encore refer them to refer to them this way as they're not just tables, they're rooms. I mean, they they created large areas within the casino to have strictly poker played in there. Sure. 
and uh, you know, it's like it's like the Commonwealth Bar. They they decided to take out all those lounge chairs and all the booze and just put in slot machines. So now you go in there, and it's like every other foot of the of the gaming floor. It's just that you have to walk up a couple of stairs to go into what used to be an overpriced bar. Right. But when you're operating a business, and whether it's a casino or anything else, I mean, you're looking at you know your costs and what you bring in. And those are numbers you're looking at all the time, just to make sure that you're you're you got everything covered and that you can be profitable. In a in a in a case like casinos, you know, MGM is limited in space in a way that Mohegan or Foxwoods are not. I mean, they if they remove something from the Connecticut casinos, you probably wouldn't even realize it because it's so vast and enormous. But any change to MGM gets noticed because it's a Las Vegas-style casino. It's meant to be smaller. So if something has to be sacrificed in order to bring in something that they know is going to bring in a substantial amount of business, and I believe it will, I believe you know, sports gaming will be very successful for them, then I think for them it's an easy decision. Okay, maybe some of our, uh, maybe some of our, our, uh, our poker gets sacrificed as a result to bring in this new revenue. Yeah, I but you're saying some of it. They're saying, from the sounds of things right now, MGM and Encore are both saying it's not a matter of if. I'm sorry, it's not a matter of when. It's a matter of if. And we may not bring it back. It's just not profitable because, for us. And what I'm saying is they're limited in space. Yeah, well, So they but, may not be able to give you everything that you're expecting. I mean, if you're a poker player, there may be a whole bunch of opportunities for you not to play simply because there's no place to put it yeah it's it shouldn't be there they are all of them not just mgm they are all masters of using space and if you go back into mgm now and you can see where full pits of what were tables the only thing i have seen that has disappeared is war and i always wondered what was it good for anyway but there was a single war table in the first pit area when you came in from the elevators. Right. All of those tables have been removed, but they've but there's still those games that there were there that were there, whether it was three card poker or pie gow. There was no blackjack in that line. There there was some uh, there was some um, slop the uh, the wheel. Uh, Pin uh, roulette, roulette. Thank you. There were roulette and craps tables there, and there are roulette and craps tables both played at by people as well as electronic versions of those games as well. But to have at least a poker table <clears throat> or two right in there would be something I would think that they would want to have. But well, uh, they yeah. always sequester them. I don't know if it's a concentration thing. I don't know if it's a uh, you know, just the way people play that game that makes them create their own spaces. I, I don't know why I, I poker rooms are built. I don't know what the uh, the solution is. I know there's still quite a lot of space on the second floor that could probably be converted over to poker rooms. Uh, we don't know whether or not the legislation allows that. Well, we don't. But I mean, you know, if you're looking for, if you're looking to move things around and accommodate everybody, second floor has got some stuff in there that's not used all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, or use the courtyard. Something that, well, I'd like to see outdoor blackjack. Yeah, that would be that would be great. Except the cards would be blown around in that wind tunnel yeah. over there. You get to see what the dealer's holding. It's seven twenty six in Rock one hundred two. 
Team USA is ready for the Olympic Games. It's 7.30 with Max and O'Brien of Rock 102. Uh, later on this morning, tickets to Farm Aid that's coming back to Hartford on September 25th. We'll have uh, tickets for you sometime before 9 o'clock. And then uh, the Black Crows are coming back uh, to the area. They're going to be in Hartford on Sunday at the Xfinity Theater. And we have tickets to that show, too. So if you're willing to stand in front of a TV station camera and give an interview, and you're willing to stand and talk to a newspaper reporter and have your photograph taken and be identified, why are you not available to come on the radio? We've uh, reached out to Chickabee School Committee member, uh, Mr. What's his first name? Is it, was it John or James? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Tannhauser Jr. And uh, because of his position about the rehiring of Mike Wilk as a special police officer, and he's not responding to a text. It's not like it's an email or a, a letter in the mail. Mm. You know, it's like he, he, unless you're sleeping, which if you're a school committee member, you should not be doing at 730 in the morning. Well, it's responsibilities. It's, well, I mean, he doesn't do the school committee thing all day long. Well, I, mean, I don't. I don't know what he does. It's a much, more, uh, much smaller commitment. But we'd love to talk to him since he's already talked to everybody else. We got news coming up next on Rock 102. Five with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, receive $1,500 off installation with no money down, no payment, and no interest for a full year. Visit yankeehomeimprovement.com and use the keyword Rock 102. Is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. Three people were displaced after a home entertainment center caught fire in their home Wednesday night. A neighbor called the fire department at 7.51 p.m. reporting seeing smoke coming from a second-floor window of an attached townhouse at Holyoke Farms Apartments on at 438 uh, Takanicki Road, uh, according to Fire Captain Kevin Kavanagh. Fire was found in an entertainment center slash bureau and was quickly ex- extinguished using a single hose line, he said. Ooh, a single hose single line. Single hose line. Yeah. Yeah. Makes, makes those triple hose lines look like uh, nothing. Uh, it's, uh, sometimes that's over. That's overkill. The uh, residents were not home at the time of the fire and cannot return to the home until repairs can be made. They were being assisted by the Red Cross. There were no injuries in the fire, and the blaze caused extensive smoke and minor water damage. This must Wonder. have been one hell of an entertainment center. Oh, it was. I wonder if it was caused by one of them. Piece of crap cable boxes. Cable box or uh, maybe a surge protector. Yeah. I brought mine back yesterday. Again, I go in there. I tell them, I said, look, I just you just gave me this thing like two months ago, and I've got about three hours of recorded programs on it, and it's telling me it's 100% full. And what do I get for a response? Oh, we've never heard of that before. <laughs> Honest but, to God, and the, and the customer service guy is a former tech, mm. and and even he told me he said, you know, there have been times where we've gone to a house and gone through three boxes before we got one that worked. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And yet, uh, here you are, uh, just learning that the down button on your computer. Uh, what the hell does that have to do well, with just, anything it, I'm saying? It just means that like technology and you don't mm. seem to mix yeah. very well. Well, you know what? I know when someone's giving me a piece of crap, and and when you when it's telling me it's 100 percent full with three or four or five hours of programming on it, that's a pretty low level of uh, capacity. Mm. Well. Yeah, I mean, how many shows are you really? Oh, I'm, I'm really I watching. You, I'm, I'm taping Canadian Parliament. Well, for what? All day. For what? What it's are you getting out of that? Very, very, uh, very uh, educational programming. 
We're for Canadians. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're not Canadian. You don't know that. Oh, do I not know something about you? Were you born <laughs> in Canada? There's a lot of things you don't know about me, Stephen. The uh, West Springfield police are asking for the public's help to identify a man in a picture posted on their Facebook page. They believe the man is responsible for stealing from a business off Memorial Avenue in West Springfield. Oh, once again, you want our help, <laughs> but you're not willing to tell us what is it what it is you need well, help it, with. But there's not a lot of businesses on that street anyway. Well, it looks like a haircutting place because there's a barber chair behind the man in the picture, and he looks like Meredith Burgess as the penguin with the Thing. He's either got a cigarette or a vape pen sticking out mm. of his mouth. Did he steal like the barber's hall so he can uh, clean his combs? And go wah, 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 when he walked out. That's yeah, Burgess Meredith, not uh, Meredith Burgess. Police are offering no other details, but you can contact them at 413 263 3210, extension 345, or text the tip. No, text all no, plus no, the no, message no. 246. Don't, don't even bother. On your cell phone, and reference no. the case number 21 no. okay. All right. You know, it's hilarious. They'll give you that kind of information, but they won't give you information yeah. relative to but, the case. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always uh, reference uh, the movie Airplane, where uh, Ted and Elaine are on the beach, and he's describing the entire mission he has to ship out for and how they're going to attack the enemy and uh, all this. And then she goes, well, when will you be back? And he goes, I can't tell you that. It's classified. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why there were so many problems over Mm -hmm. Macho Grande. Right. What do you know about Macho Grande? I don't know anything about Macho Grande. I never got over Macho Grande. <laughs> uh, the West Springfield Police is also asking for a help, for the public's help to identify a man uh, in a and a truck in a picture no. on their Facebook no. page. No, we're not helping you. They believe you 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 are hired to do this job yourself, <laughs> and if you're going to be so tight-lipped about it, we're not helping. Uh, the man is responsible for stealing a Bobcat compact tractor from a business off Main Street in West Springfield. Oh my God. That's a that's a pretty hard thing to steal. A bobcat? Yeah. Like I think I could probably steal the animal. And I can't easier than I could get the tractor <laughs> out of there. I also can't believe that these pieces of equipment don't come now with GPS something on well, them to determine whether or not the, You don't know uh, it's a new one either. No, but I would think that if you own a business and you own uh, high-priced equipment like that, you'd want to know where it is. Mm-hmm. And put some times. kind of even aftermarket device on it. There was a years ago uh, when I worked at the uh, the rail yard. There was a these guys came in. They were they were coming in to change the lights, like the big lights on the tower, mm-hmm. and they rented one of these uh, lifts. It's a, yeah. a big lift to bring you all the way up to the top. Somebody stole the lift. While they were on it? No. Oh. They, they, like, left it and, you know, put it off to the side because they were going to come back the next day. Did they leave they... it at the top of its lift? <laughs> no, they it was it was fully collapsed. How the hell did you steal a lift? I don't know, but it, it was one of those motorized ones. Like, you, you had to have... Uh, I don't know if these keys are all the same to these things. Mm. You know, like, I, I, I don't know much about these, uh, these machines, but... The, the whole thing was gone, and I'm like, how the hell do you steal that? Well, it is. And, I mean, there's a place in the north end of Springfield that either sells them or rents them, and they are all left in the high-up position, uh, it seems, hmm. when the business is closed. And I wonder if that's done for anti-theft purposes. I, mean, I, I just can't imagine having the nerve to want to steal something that large. Yeah. Something that you, you, know, you can't drive it away. 
How do you even get it out of a place? You definitely drive away a bobcat. That's why they're looking for help with that. A body that was pulled from the Connecticut River near Gill in Northfield Monday night has been identified as a New Hampshire man who was reported missing last week. The Northwestern DA's office on Wednesday identified the man as 43-year-old Michael Alderary of Hinsdale, New Hampshire. Police and fire crews recovered his body near the Northfield Mount Hermon boathouse after being spotted by a bicyclist. No foul play is suspected, and the cause of death has not been determined yet. This is the fourth body in two months that uh, has been recovered from the Connecticut River in either Franklin or Hampshire counties. They're really stocking them up there, huh? Yes, they are. Well, they do body stocking. Uh, that's, that's, what, that's what I remember talking I mean, earlier I, this morning about. I, what only eat only eat stocked fish out of the waterways. I've been a. I've been. A, I never knew how that process worked until I actually witnessed it. The, What's that? The fish stocking. Oh, Did you ever see that? Uh, no. It's. I've just, had fish net stockings on. Is that wrong? Like. Yeah, that might be different. Like I, I'm always uh, like in my head. I'm like, oh, they stock the river, and I'm thinking that they bring in this giant like aquarium and then just uh, dump it into the lake or dump it into the waterway. But it's really just like a, it's like a box truck almost mm-hmm. with tanks on it. It's small tanks, and then they release some of these fish into the rivers or the ponds or where, wherever they're putting them into. I just thought it was pretty interesting how they do that. I would have thought it was just like, uh, you know, like you ever see that company that, that drives around once in a while? with a, It's a big tanker truck that says pool water on it. Yes. Yeah, you would think that you just fill that with water and fish, and then you open up the back of it and uh, let a certain amount yeah. of water and fish come flying out of that That's, thing. That certainly sounds like the easy way of doing it, but I'm sure it's a lot more complicated. Hmm. Speaking Sounds of, like it's more complicated than it needs to be. Speaking of uh, of poo water, not pool water, mm. uh, the heavy rain is straining the sewage system in Western Mass, and because of that, the water quality of the Connecticut River is being compromised. Because of the excess rainwater, the sewage system is overflowing, and that has resulted in it getting pushed into the river. But that's not a reason to panic, as experts say it's relatively normal. A 22 News viewer captured video of the sewage pipe overflowing onto the shores of the Connecticut River at Jones Point in Holyoke. It's nasty that it's, what did you refer to it as, relatively normal? Yeah. Technically, the city is not doing anything wrong. There is a warning posted. The overflow is caused because the sewage pipes are unable to handle all the rain. The The system was originally designed for excess water in the pipes to overflow into the river. That way it didn't back up into people's homes. But now standards are starting to change. Mm. So they're going to have to upgrade the systems is what they're going to have to do. So when they do the story of not to fish in the Connecticut River, there's lots of reasons why you shouldn't. There's, yeah, there's not a, just poo. Not just, you know, the, the mercury and the PCBs, but the uh, the poo levels are a little bit high for fish consumption. I remember going uh, on a deep-sea fishing trip with my dad and my brother years ago in off the coast of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And it was so, like, the waters were so rough that they had to come back into the bay in, near New York City. And we, uh, we, you know, yeah, you get a great view in New York City while you're fishing, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, but uh, the condoms and all the other trash... Those are just jellyfish. No, they're not jellyfish. Uh, The first mate on the boat referred to it as a Staten Island rubber fish. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which, (laughs) (laughs) but it's just like I wouldn't. I know that when you buy fish at the store, you God knows where it's coming from. Sure, like yeah, you don't ask. Yeah, but you don't want to see what it's what's being done to it. Right, just like you don't want to see the slaughterhouse where you're buying the steak from. Right. 
I love steak. I love fish, but I don't want to see the whole process of yeah. how it happens. Yeah, right. Or be a part of it. It's gross. Mm-hmm. If you uh, worked the, throughout the pandemic, you could receive additional retirement benefits from the state if you're a public employee. Mm-hmm. A new bill on Beacon Hill would give state workers three years of retirement credits for keeping the Commonwealth going during the pandemic. The frontline workers that would receive the credit include firefighters, police officers, EMTs, hospital workers, custodians, and much more. Senator uh, John Velas said public workers continued to go to work when many of us were staying home and they were making this world in Massachusetts a lot safer for many of us. So this is really just a recognition and out attempt to uh, hopefully say thank you. The bill would provide credit, retirement credit to everyone regardless of how long you've worked in the public sector or how long you plan to stay. Re- retirement credit meaning what? You retire earlier or for or already retired people it sounds like you would be yeah early retirement hmm. now the first uh, hearing on the bill was just held yesterday but with more than 100 co-sponsors and bipartisan support lawmakers are really hoping to pass it this session well we would certainly seem not to be in a position right now where we'd want to be offering a lot of early retirement to first responders we're having another surge and we're talking about not being able to hire enough police officers so the more you let retire, the more you're going to need yeah, to fill. But you also understand that part of this is because those people that are close to retirement are getting paid the most. And if you hire you know, people to replace them, you can hire them for a fraction of the cost. So I'm sure they're looking at that as a reason why you push this. Yeah. But you know, ultimately, this is about trimming budgets down maybe next year or the year after. I don't know if it's a good idea during a pandemic. No, though. it's not. But but you know uh, when you're dealing with uh, with uh, with budgets like this, and everyone's budget is crunched to a certain degree, these are the kinds of things you offer to public employees. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're private employees, and I didn't get jack squat for working uh, through this whole thing. I had to come in here every day. Anybody Wait. offered me early retirement, I'd take it in a heartbeat. Well, I would still take the credits at least. You know, the three years. Yeah. Well, the three years is really all I. Need. All I need, four years. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast, which is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's going to be uh, sunny and nice today. With a- Enter that keyword for your chance of winning the daily national prize of $1,000. It's Rock 1-2 two Summer Stimulus, built by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvement. You can visit their website at DaveMinerRoofing.com, all part of the Classic Rock Summer here on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Today's keyword. And once again, spelling counts. I, I, I can't imagine if you have a keyword why you wouldn't think that spelling well, uh, would be important. Well, sometimes you've given words that have two different spellings. What's today? Uh, today's word, John, is the word park. 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 What if I accidentally wrote pork? Uh, I like pork, mm-hmm. but that would be wrong. See? The word is park. What if my A's look like O's? Well, you'll be typing it into a website, so I don't know how that would happen. Okay. So um, uh, it's the word park, not pork. Not pork. Park. Okay. So good luck to you. Now, is that uh, like parking a car or an area of town where swings and uh, basketball courts might be. Uh, the uh, man of the tape was not specific. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Th- it's just the word park. Thankfully, you, both of those are spelled the same way. Yeah, how you uh, interpret that is your own business, but just know you got to spell it right in order to win. And it's not pork. No. No, it's not. Although, given the choice between pork 
and spending time in a park or parking my car, I would take the pork every time. Uh, who wouldn't? Uh, yeah. Well, well, I mean, there's a lot of cultures out there that would not choose yeah, the pork, I but uh, they don't. They, I don't think they know what they're missing because it's delicious. It's seven fifty-eight with Bax and O'Brien to Rock One Hundred Two. Green Egg and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As most of you know, tomorrow night is the opening ceremony for the Olympic Games in Tokyo, Japan. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's an international health crisis that's been plaguing the world for the last year and a half. And since these games were supposed to be played last summer before being postponed, and since these games are being held in the middle of Japan's fourth national state of emergency, in the middle of a country with less than 10% vaccination, and being organized by a tone-deaf committee that's facing more than $4 billion in financial losses despite the accusations of bribery to get the games to be played in Japan in the first place, you almost have to wonder what else could possibly go wrong. Well, folks, look no further because yesterday the Tokyo Olympic Committee fired the director of tomorrow night's opening ceremonies for comments that he made about Nazi atrocities during a comedy show that he performed in back in 1998. Yesterday, Kentaro Kobayashi was shown the door after he allegedly used a comedy platform to ridicule an historically grotesque genocidal tragedy. Now, you might say, but Baxi, you're telling me he was fired for comments he made in 1998? That was 23 years ago. Yes, it was. And while it seems curious that it took 23 years for those comments to suddenly come back and bite him on the ass, jokes about the Holocaust weren't very funny back then either. In fact, they were profoundly unfunny back in 1998. And that might have something to do with the fact that Kentaro Kobayashi is no longer in comedy and has instead transitioned into organizing the opening ceremonies for the Olympics in the middle of a deadly pandemic. Now, either this guy has the most is the most perverse and psychologically twisted comedian in history, or somebody in the Olympic organizing committee didn't do a very good job sifting through all those resumes. Listen, I don't think anyone can condone his choice of comedy material. On the other hand, I'm not sure I'd want to be held responsible for things I said 23 years ago. Nevertheless, it's just one more layer of garbage of this enormous crap sandwich known as the Tokyo Olympics. And I just can't wait to see what happens next. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Got a big mess in your hands? You need a Craftsman Wet Dry Vac. And right now you can get one for only 24 bucks with your Ace Rewards card. The July sales flyer is on uh, the website at Rockies right now. It's loaded with great bargains like the $24 Craftsman Wet Dry Vac, available now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Steppenwolf on Rock 102. You know, uh, when I came in here in, in the morning, uh, I got a list, uh, and and it's all different kinds of things to talk about, and it's broken down in, into categories of uh, long conversations versus short conversations, because whatever it is I might want to talk about, I know we can either carry for a while right. or others that are going to be much shorter. I've got these three different things for a long conversation right now, and I just cannot decide on which one. Well, there's only one fair way to figure it out. Yeah. Uh-huh. One spot, two spot, zigzag uh, tear. Uh, I got penny got tinium tear. Rip him, scare him, tay, ta, toe. Yeah, there you go. Uh, one of them would be um, how much I would love for the television show premise of designated survivor to actually occur because I believe 
we just need to scrap the entire group of politicians, Senate and Congress, get rid of all of them and start over from scratch. Because if you can't agree that there should be a commission to investigate January 6th, then you're out of your minds. All right. And we didn't have any problem creating a commission to investigate September 11th, but we can't do that for January 6th. So just get rid of all of them and let's start over. Sorry, Richie Neal. Um, then (laughs) I don't know is, is 15 terms in office too many? (laughs) Then the second thing is this whole crap with the, uh, the COVID vaccine. You know, I saw this morning, it said 53% of people in the country get their news from social media. And that scares the crap out of me. The idea that with the, say what you want about Fox or One American News or NBC or CBS mm-hmm. or the Washington Post or the New York Times, 53% are getting it from social media. Well, it depends on where the stories are being shared from. I yeah. mean, if, you're, if you are sharing stories from legitimate news sources, then that's one thing. If you're if you're sharing it from a blog or, you know, or, or opinions. Exactly, or opinion pieces. Mm-hmm. That's you know that that's not news. Those are purely opinion. And then the third thing was, I, I read this yesterday, and I was like, "Wow, that's an interesting conversation." Because I realized I wouldn't have realized before that I had such a strong opinion about it until I really think about it. It was about the whole issue with the UFOs and the aliens that we've been talking about much more in the past six months than we have in the past six years. And, and one comment I, I read from a researcher said, reaching out to aliens and UFOs would be a catastrophically bad idea. It would be the biggest mistake in human history. And, you know, when you think about it, that's true. I mean, if obviously we must have done something to determine that there were no monsters on the moon before we landed there. Because I'm guessing we wouldn't have gone there if we had thought there might be a danger other than the normal danger of, well, we, I of mean, being we, in such a frontier. We've had observatories for hundreds of years with uh, different telescopes that yeah. over time could tell, hey, there ain't nothing going on up there. Right. So let's go up and what the hell. But, you know... It, if we we have this, I think a lot of people have this crazy idea in their heads that somehow we're going to be able to communicate with whatever it is we might make contact with. That's the first most ridiculous assumption that there would be. I never figured out, and uh, call me crazy, how like on the Starship Enterprise... They would go from one civilization to the next, one mm-hmm. planet after another, and every single one of them spoke perfect English. Yeah. Why? And, and looked exactly like, you know, with well, subtle I mean, differences. Yeah, like somebody could be green. And then there yeah. was that, that one guy who was a, had uh, one side of his face was white, the other side of his face was black. Tribbles were something. They couldn't really communicate. They weren't speaking English. But a lot, yeah. of, them, uh, a lot of the other ones uh, certainly were. I mean, first of all, if... If they are out there and we could make contact with them, I think it's safe to assume they are way more advanced than we are because we're not the ones going out there 
to these places that are so far away with the kind of speed and movement and accuracy that we're claiming some of these UFOs seem to be capable of. Well, so they're much more advanced than we are. I think that's an assumption. Uh, that's a good assumption. But I think, you know, we also have a very close-minded idea of what really constitutes a life form. Yeah. I mean, it's very, I mean, there are amoebas mm-hmm. that are still in a, a sure. life form, but they're, you know, only a few cells big. Right. They're not real complicated, uh, you know, beings. But, but if there I, are life forms out there that are capable of creating UFOs or, or transportation to get here or, or be around us, those are are more advanced forms of life. Sure. And, and, you know, maybe there's stuff we can learn. And that's why we have so many of their uh, starships on Area 51. Well, I just, you know, I, I, and the other reason is because just like when we talk about how we got to be careful of the Chinese, we got to be careful of the Russians, we got to be careful of the Iranians because, you know, they're all spying on us. Well, we're spying on them, okay? So whatever danger we might think is coming here from outer space do you not think we would be just as dangerous to someone? I mean, granted, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong weren't carrying weapons when they went up there, but I'm pretty sure that if we went somewhere where we didn't know what we were going to encounter, we would be prepared for the worst. Well, you also don't know uh, what kind of you know diseases and germs and bacteria we carry to another planet mm-hmm. you know we, you know we seem like clean people but to another atmosphere to another uh to another uh you know topography to another world we could be toxic especially if they've been watching us for the last year and a half well that's just the thing and you know i mean the thing i mean it is i've said this before it would be arrogant for us to believe that we are the only living species uh, in the entire universe there's got to be something out there yeah and the problem with science, and this is their biggest problem, is that scientists are so damn curious. Like, they got to know stuff, mm-hmm. and they got to be able to prove stuff. And, they, like, they can't stop themselves. Like, they can't say, gee, I wonder if there's life out uh, in, in outer space. They never have to say, eh, I got some programs I want to watch. Yeah. They're never going to do that. Mind your own business, scientists. Let's just uh, NIMBY. Not, not in my back. Yard. Universe, yeah, right. <laughs> That'd be nimbu. Yeah, I, I just n- no. There is no way that we should be trying to make contact with these people. And and frankly, I think that if they landed and they presented themselves to us, we better be in a defensive position. You know, we've spent also a lot of time sending out radio transmissions through mm-hmm. space, hoping that someone is going to respond with their own radio transmission now you know space is a vacuum there's no noise there's no air there's vibrations uh, uh, of course but you know you don't know if uh, you know that your radio transmissions are going to go to where you expect them to go you, you, you don't know and, and and for all we know you know we could be having beings from an alien life uh, putting in the keyword of the day the rocket to website for their chance to win a thousand dollars well if my memory serves me right there were some people at work releases i thought might be alien beings. they certainly were not part yeah. of this species that's for damn sure but uh yeah it's just um you know it, it's and at the same time it's one of those things that for all the fighting that we do amongst uh one country or another you know, if if something like that was, I think it was Reagan who said it, said something to the effect of, 
if we could get an attack from outer space, it would bring us all together because we would realize then that we needed to be united as a, as a, as a planet, not as a hemisphere, not as a country, not as a, a, a religion, well, not as any kind of individual groups. We, we tend to self-galvanize when we are faced with some level of adversity. Mm-hmm. Humans do that. Like right after 9-11, yeah, everybody was, you know, kind of uh, you know, all together. We're all one. And after a few weeks, a couple days, you know, we all started to hate each other again. Well, we started hating Muslims and people we didn't know and well, those that we yes, blamed. There's, there's, there is all that. But, you know, but but just just in American culture, I mean, we kind of uh, all kind of, you know, galvanized for, for a brief period of time. Maybe Reagan was uh, was right, but we would go right back to hitting each other. Well, look no at what we've at been doing since the pandemic started. Yeah. We've been doing nothing but becoming divided. Yes. That's what I mean about getting rid of this whole goddamn Congress and Senate. And well, I'm not picking a party. I'm saying both of them. I am a little bit perturbed at the idea that the Republicans think that they shouldn't in- involve themselves in an investigative committee to look into the day. But, you know, I'm just as disgusted with with Democrats on the other side who argue in a different fashion. Well, this is why I say that term limits are absolutely necessary because uh, and even though it'll never happen because, you know, why would they why would any politician, you know, sign into law something that limits their ability to have power and influence? But nevertheless, it would be the one thing that would be the most transformative thing we do would be to have term limits. So it's not the same, you know, hundred people that mm-hmm. keep getting yeah. you know, elected, you know, decade after decade to and try to solve the same problems that they themselves have created for years. And that's a good idea to start right after we replace all of them in, in one no, fell see, swoop. See, term limits would be the process by which you would eliminate all of them. No, no yeah, but individually, I'm talking there needs to be a day one. Term limits and elections would do it. You don't just cut the cord right away because that's that's a way to uh, almost uh, invite anarchy. You can't mm. quite do it that way. You have to do it through a democratic process, which involves free elections and adding term limits. If you could do that, that would be the most, I think, would be the biggest boon to our society here in the United States o- other than anything else. No, that I'm would a, I'm totally a little, transform who we are. I'm a little more radical. And, and I'll go even this far to say they should all be women. I really believe that we should just we should just let women have 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. To I, to see how much better they can do. See, I would I would think that it would still be important to have a reflective government that kind of reflects the population it of this now. country. We got more white men than we have anything else. Well, I'm not saying that what we've got is a perfect system. I'm saying there we should be uh, looking for a more perfect union, just like they said in the Constitution. Yeah. Well, right now we're overloaded with white men. I think I think we should be putting just women in there. It's uh, we'll eight, clean ourselves. Sure, day twenty four on Rock one hundred two. Will Ryan show? Don't worry, you can always check out the daily podcast. It's available on BaxtonBrian.com, and it is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group. It's also available if you subscribe to Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Spotify. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, Andy Summers from The Police. You can check that all of that out on BaxtonBrian.com. By the way, when I said uh, let women run the whole thing, um, 
not Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, I, I, I should have qualified that. Uh, not Hillary Clinton. Right. Uh, so only women that you approve of. Well, not any of the women that are already there, that, that are already there. Like I said, we just we just start out fresh, yeah. but we do it all female. Yeah. See, if, if, if you could get all... You know, people to vote for nothing but all females. That would be that would be fine. Yeah. But see, I'm I'm thinking more in terms of a more realistic democratic approach. Nah, uh, it you involves know elections and term limits. Though those are only going to get stolen anyway, like the last one. Well, that, you know, listen, uh, that may be true. Mm. <laughs> it may not be true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll never know. Yeah. But uh, that would be the way to get it done. And uh, you know, again, you mentioned Richie Neal. I, I don't see the purpose of having anyone hold 15 terms in office uh, No, under any circumstances. No, probably not. And, you know, for, for all the people who just, uh, for all the supporters of the previous president who just cannot be convinced of anything, I got to tell you, and granted, I'm obviously on the opposite side of that fence. I am reading almost every book that has been written so far. I read Landslide. I read uh, A Perfect Genius. Right now I'm reading I Alone Can Fix This. And, you know, these authors, I, I know there are people out there who just don't believe anything from an anonymous source. But these authors, you know, are are longtime journalists. Most of them are, you know, either reporters from the Washington Post or the New York Times or what have you. And I granted those may be liberal newspapers but these are individuals who have standards that they have to work by in order to be able to make a book and they have anonymous sources they have people that are in these rooms at these meetings with memories or or some kind of charting yeah and and i just read a chapter yesterday about bill barr and bill barr for as much as i thought he was another one of those yes men for trump he wasn't he genuinely didn't like the guy, and he's the one who went in there at the last month or in the last couple of months and said, you're going to lose this. You're going to lose this because of the pandemic and the way you're behaving about this. And I, and I believe that. I mean, you know, why would Bill Barr, who supposedly was a, a very loyal follower or a very loyal employee, rather, um, how? Why would you just read something like that and say, "Oh, it's just a complete lie"? Well, again, you know, to discount the fact that bias exists in the media uh, is is wrong. There is bias, and when you're talking about someone selling a book, I mean, I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong here because I don't care to read those kinds of books. I'm, you know, the, the Trump years have been placed in a, in a in a in a compartment. I have filed it away, and now I'm moving towards the future. Um, the future but, is the Trump years. Some well, and, yes, but I'm but I'm looking towards a different future. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it, I I still have a hard time completely buying into somebody else's interpretation of what went on so soon after it after it happened. And and it's like I know you want to read those books. I know you're you're you got a you got a compulsion towards it. I I don't. Well, I also have a belief that the longer we go away from something, the less accurate it becomes. You, there is a there is a level of historical perspective that does change people's opinions over time, and you can see that time after time for you know, any number of different historical situations. Our perspectives change based upon the long term ramifications 
of every event, every decision, every policy, every law that gets passed. That's just that's just a a fact of history. Mm. But, you know, again, you know, it's he's only been out of office since January. It's uh, it's a little soon to be totally diagnosing or or, or you know, charting where things really happened or, or, or what happened. Uh, it's 832. News is next to Rock 102. With more daylight during the summer, you obviously want more energy to complete that. 836 of Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Serve You Locksmith. They got a key for that. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Hey, uh, thanks, Bax. The uh, Taco Bell is giving out free tacos today. Why? Because uh, the Milwaukee Bucks came back in game six to win the NBA Finals on Tuesday. But even if you don't care about basketball, you might care about this. They did a comebacks promo and promised to give out free tacos if either team won a game after trailing at halftime, which did happen on Tuesday. So now anyone can walk in and snag a free taco today. Anywhere in the country or Any- only in Milwaukee? Anywhere in the country. Wow. They're pushing their flaming Hot Doritos tacos that just hit the menu, but it, you don't have to go that route if you walk in. You can also get a free crunchy, soft, or regular Doritos taco. But if you order online, you have to get the flaming Hot version. It can't be delivery. You have to pick it up. I go there so rarely, but but the last time I went, the last two times I went, I can remember this now, was for one of those Dorito tacos. You cannot eat those things sitting down in the car. Well, they're not really a they're car not, driving. Yeah. Food. Well, not while you're certainly not while you're driving, but even sitting. I mean, you've got to. I got to stand up outside the car, and then I got to deal with seagulls. Well, first of all, I don't, I don't know uh, what kind of nautical town you're uh, dealing with I'm with the Chicopee. Taco Bell, but uh, she could be very close to the uh, re- reservoir. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, uh, I I personally have had uh, great experiences throughout my life at a Taco Bell, um, but I know that eating tacos is usually a pretty yeah, a pretty messy job. Yeah, you it's know, a like, stand-up thing. Like a burrito, if it's a tightly wrapped burrito, you know, you don't have the same problems. Mm. You know, you just because it's 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 wrapped and it's like nothing's going to spill out of it unless you know it's you know operator error, like like it's your fault, like you're waving it around well, like a baton. And Steve did mention the soft tacos as well, which I'm sure are easier to keep it together. You saw the video of uh, Giannis uh, with the long name there. Went to a uh, Chick-fil-A yesterday. Ordered 50 nuggets. Yeah. And and it's kind of obvious that uh, apparently this Chick-fil-A is so busy, they actually have people standing along the car line taking orders as opposed to just waiting until you get up to the speaker. Right. And it's kind of clear that this young lady who's uh, taking his order doesn't recognize him. The people behind her that are standing watching do, but she's kind of like... You know, she does. She doesn't really know who he is, and yeah, and he's ordering fifty of these nuggets uh, to match the number of points he scored in the game. But yeah, but you it's know, it's hard for me to believe a guy like that is driving himself through Chick Fil A. Why? Because uh, either a he has a driver and he's sitting in the back of a chauffeur-driven yeah, I mean, vehicle. That would make sense in like a, a like a New York or a Los Angeles, maybe even Chicago. But believe you me. You don't need a driver in Milwaukee. Yeah, well, it's not really uh, about the city; it's about the prestige of the individual. Yeah, and- but he's but he's but Giannis Tetacumpo is the kind of guy who's got enough humility about him. Have you ever heard him in interviews? Mm. He seems like a well-grounded type of guy. He's not the type of fellow who's going to oh, sure. flashes. His uh, his wealth or influence. Well, for for one week, I mean, not only did he win the 
the game, he won the MVP. So, I mean, for one week, I would I would even excuse him yeah, but being a jerk. But he's a two-time league MVP, and didn't that didn't go to his head. Yeah. So, no, you don't need – believe me, you don't need a driver if you're living out there. Be like, you know, you know, getting a driver because you live in Palmer. It's just you don't need it. Well, you try to either have a designated one or at least a, a legally licensed A designated one. driver is a different deal altogether. yeah. yeah. That's well, a different situation. Well, uh, if you lose your license in Palmer, you're going to need somebody to drive. That's what exactly. I'm saying, yeah. It's no surprise that it's been raining for quite some time, and all of this rain has led to perfect conditions for mushrooms to grow. This month has broken the record for the wettest July on record with over 12 inches of rain so far, and all of this rain has led to perfect conditions for mushrooms to grow. Many people are seeing them in their yards for the first time ever. Are you reading this from 22? Yes, I am. Which is why the same... Exact line was said twice? Yes. Yeah. I'll say it again. Yeah, for mushrooms to grow. People are, are freaked out that yeah. mushrooms are growing in their yard. Yeah. Clients of a local landscaping company received an email uh, recently letting them know that mushrooms are not harmful and can easily be removed. You can rake them or knock them over. Well, you say not harmful. <laughs> I, I heard a story the other day. I forget what the numbers were. They said how many varieties yeah. of mushroom there is. And only three of them are edible, right? Yeah, I don't. Uh, but but knocking them out of your lawn is not the, is not the issue. Have you ever grown mushrooms before? Not on the, purpose not or the psychedelic ones. I'm talking about the like mushrooms to eat. No, no, I don't even know how you'd go about doing that because don't you need those like like moisture filled conditions? Uh, like you, probably, you probably do. I had this. Uh, I had this one grown outside of my uh, yard last year. It was like the size of a basketball. It was huge. I've seen those too. Yeah, and and I've heard now again. Uh, I've heard that uh, some uh, varieties of those big giant ones mm-hmm. are edible. But I but I would yeah. not eat a mushroom off my lawn unless somebody some expert told me. It was no. it was okay. Even if an expert told me, a quote unquote expert, I wouldn't buy it. I'd yeah. say, listen, I like mushrooms, but I'm gonna go to a grocery store to no, get my mushrooms. Yeah, see, but that's not what I'm buying. I don't like mushrooms. I don't eat mushrooms as a food item, but I would love and I would love to try for the first time ever uh, uh, a mushroom to get some uh, psilocybin out of it. And, and see what that's like. But you don't go experimenting just by picking mushrooms up off the ground and not saying, you, boy, I wonder if this one will give me a trip. I mean, not unless you really enjoy puking all over yourself. Yeah. Or I dying. Mean. Right. We should do that. What? Yeah, let's go have like a random mushroom uh, fest. No, not a random one. I'd rather, uh, I'd rather somebody give me uh, some that I, and then tell me exactly how to use it. Mm-hmm. Because that's been the problem with cannabis all along. I don't you, you don't know exact and and nobody can tell you exactly because it hits everybody differently. But I I just would like to know. Here's it, how much you need. You look at it to expand your mind. Yeah, I'm looking to blow my mind, man. Really? It, yeah. It does hit everybody uh, differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that is attributed to like if you're talking about marijuana, mm-hmm. the, it's it's the microdosing thing that's really important because you don't know how you're going to react to it. The first time I uh, tried, mar- or I, the first time I got high from marijuana, mm-hmm. I didn't like it because 
I smoked too much of it. Right. And then I was like paranoid. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) And then you realize like when you actually start to learn how to use it, you're only supposed to do little amounts until you can kind of build up your tolerance a little bit. Then you can smoke a little bit more, but you're really just supposed to enjoy it. Yeah. Well, see, my paranoia starts out before I do it. That's the problem. Truth be told, I've tried the psilocybin. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I got so paranoid about having a bad experience, I don't take enough. And then it ends up being like, oh, See, that, that was a waste of time. That's why you got to get it like a babysitter or a I, I know. A I, I you, know. You need a minder Yeah, yeah. for yeah. a lot of p- parts of your life. Uh-huh. Listen, uh, the only dangerous thing that has happened from me smoking marijuana, uh, I just know that two days later something from Amazon will show up in my mailbox. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, an air crisper. I really needed one of those because I was hungry at the time that I ordered it. But now I'm full. (laughs) I guess I'll just put it back in and run off a return (laughs) slip. You put that in the memory box and you use it for later. I wasn't expecting to get a a juicer in the mail, but now I've got one, and I love it. Critics on Wednesday uh, lambasted the mayor's decision uh, to hire former police officer Mike Wilk in Chicopee, citing racially charged social media comments the officer has made in the past. The 53-year-old Wilk was sworn in Tuesday as a special police officer, a part-time job in which he could be called to work for traffic details and other outside jobs. He retired from the department a year ago after coming under public scrutiny for several controversial posts on his social media accounts about the Black Lives Matter movement. Mayor John View defended his decision to hire Wilk as a special officer. He said critics are acting like Wilk is returning to his job as a public information officer where he served as a spokesman for the department for about six years. But that is not the case, View said. Wilk will be working as a part-time officer directing traffic to make up for an officer shortage. I also don't know if the only complaint is that people feel like he may go back to the same position. I think there's enough problems with policing and race in this country where if there's any question about someone's uh, you know, point of view or perspective, that it's going to be called into question for that individual every single time. Yeah. I, mean, I just don't think there's any way around it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it is uh, when we were talking and we're still waiting for a reply that we're not getting, apparently, from a, a certain school committee member who has a big problem with it, who ironically has its own problem with social media in the past and yet wants to uh, call the kettle black, if you will. Um, but, I mean, he, he is only being used for details that's it he's not going to be a police officer so to speak he's not going to be out on patrol making arrest or being a spokesperson or a social media uh yeah. officer you know what you, you on, i know what you're saying but mm-hmm. the way you say it makes it sound like cops on details really don't do anything no that's not <laughs> that's not what i mean and you know that that's not true. And apparently, uh, well, they could do something. They cash the checks. Well, yeah, the end of but the week. I mean, eventually, if so there were, if the situation arose, you would be have to be uh, well jump into action. And apparently, I didn't realize this either. They said it on the news. He still will need to do all the things police officers have to do on a yearly basis in order to remain certified. So. You're going to have to go to the range. You're going to have to take defensive tactics. You're going to probably have to be updated on the law. And no matter how tempting it is, you cannot post on social media your personal opinions. Right. 
Right. But, you know, I mean, whether he's doing details or not, from a public, per, you know, from, a, from, a, from a PR perspective, there's enough people who are, who are legitimately angry about, you know, systemic racism in policing mm-hmm. that they're never going to give up that anger simply because you're saying, well, he's not serving in the, in the same role or he's only going to be doing details. I don't think it really matters to a lot of people. No. If, they, if they feel they're bringing, and I'm not necessarily singing, singling out Mike Wilk, it could be any officer that's being accused of uh, uh, of something that is racially insensitive. I think you're always going to have people that will see that as a slap in the face, yeah. especially since we're trying so hard to detach racism from uh, from policing. And I and I get also it's only been a year since he retired. You know, for instance, I mean. What I was doing this morning in in sports, uh, these two people from the Olympics, one who was a composer and the other one who was uh, some kind of an official for the opening ceremonies tomorrow, both of these guys forced to resign because of something they either said or did back in high school. I mean, I, I just I personally believe there's a time period, and I'm not saying it's an exact un it's an exact known time period. A year is too soon, but 30 years and you're still being held responsible for something that you said back then, I I don't see that as being fair. Somewhere in the middle, and I have no idea where, I can say, all right, this is the line where we can excuse this behavior. In in the case of the guy who was organizing the Olympic uh, opening ceremonies, I mean, you you can you can say that it's you know no one wants to be held accountable for something that was said 23 years ago, but what the guy did was something that would that was even insensitive then. I know, and I know, and you know, it is no less insensitive today. But he didn't do it today, right? So one of them made a Holocaust joke in a comedy show in 1998, and the other guy bullied classmates in high school and he's i don't know how old he is now but it's not like he graduated high school five years ago i do think there is a level of on a case-by-case basis of you know forgiving somebody who has learned that these things were wrong that they did Mm -hmm. when they were 18 19 years old Mm -hmm. i think there is a level to that obviously if somebody murdered somebody, uh, that's a completely different thing. Again, on a case by case basis, but I do believe that people do have should have the opportunity to be able to redeem themselves in some way. With like you said, John, not being brought up thirty years later, going, "Oh, well, you said this thirty years ago. You're a bad person." Yeah, now you got to get out of here. Even though the last twenty nine years of your life may have been completely different from that event that happened thirty years ago. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, nice and sunny with a high of 81 tomorrow morning.